So I've been involved with a lot of improvement projects over the past 25 years, as you can imagine. But, yep. but, but this one really went even beyond my expectations in terms of uh, not just organizational learning, but, but the actual impact on the results. Welcome to another CI for Life podcast. I am Rick Highland with RLG International. This is a podcast for those individuals passionate about personal and professional continuous improvement. And our purpose, as always, is to provide current and future leaders the mindset, skill set, and tool set to become leaders of continuous performance improvement. Today's topic is organizational learning. In today's podcast, we'll be focusing on organizational skills and tools for learning. This is our second podcast in the last few weeks on organizational learning. How an organization learns is so critical for its long-term success and viability. We continue to experience organizations who ram continuous improvement or operational excellence processes down the throat of their employees. Too many times a new business process is rolled out in an email with a link to a SharePoint site. Executives are surprised when they find out six months later that the new tool or process wasn't used or wasn't used properly. Here's the nugget. Our number one lesson on change management is when you're rolling out any kind of business process is every new tool or business process must be rolled out with full employee engagement. Well, what exactly does that mean? Let me define what full employee engagement needs and has to happen. Engagement happens through meaningful use of KPIs and performance improvement events and through a robust operating rhythm. Let me say that again. Full engagement with a business process happens through the usage of meaningful leading and lagging KPIs around that business process and the results that are needed, and employees involved in performance improvement events like Lean Six Sigma, Sprint Teams, etc., and through a robust operating rhythm. And we've talked a lot about operating rhythm on previous podcasts earlier in the series. If your employees are involved in developing the process, your management system reinforces and your management system uh, reinforces the regular use of the process, then you will have a valuable and useful business process. Today, I wanna talk about a learning business process that at its very core is all about learning, involvement, and engagement. Today's organizational learning tool is Real-Time Lessons Learned, or RTLL. This is a registered RLG learning tour that ensures the frontline are involved in real time to capture daily lessons that can impact current and future performance. The distinct part of this approach is that the focus is on the problems and innovations that can be applied real time to the current project, to the current week, to the current work effort. The benefits of real time lessons learned are insights and facts are fresh, accurate, having just occurred. Ideas can be reviewed, investigated, and applied to the very next day or the very next week for immediate benefit. Teams are motivated to spot and communicate improvement ideas with each day, each shift. And opportunities for improvement are logged uh, throughout an event or the week to use in a formal after-action review. Today's guest will come with some recent examples of effective real-time lessons learned and after-action reviews. Okay, I've asked Dave Berlando to join us to share some recent success stories with organizational learning and specifically real-time lessons learned. Dave, welcome to the podcast, and where do I find you today? Hey, Rick, it's good to be here. I'm uh, at home in British Columbia, Canada, just enjoying some time off between projects. 
Awesome. Really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. So let me introduce you a little bit and then you can add uh, anything that I missed. Dave has been a performance improvement coach and expert for over 25 years. He's an MBA graduate from the University of British Columbia with Anna Bachelors of Commerce and graduating from the University of Alberta. He's worked around the world on five continents and with many industries ranging from several oil and gas projects, upstream, etc., mining, manufacturing, and transportation. Dave and I share a common background as we're both raised in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada at rival high schools, I might add, but I don't think we'll talk about that today. Dave and his wife, Nancy, live in Cranbrook, British Columbia. Uh, Dave, anything else from your back background that you want to add or subtract? Uh, well, just, I guess, what got me into the into the business, sure. Rick. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I studied production management during my MBA, and at that time, uh, concepts of total quality management were, were becoming more populate, uh, popular, um, but still weren't um, commonplace in Western, conventional Western production management. I was blown away by what I was learning uh, and from companies such as Toyota and the Toyota production system yep. and other, other examples of uh, total quality management. And it was really RLG that gave me the opportunity to help take those theories and concepts and turn them into uh, sustainable bottom line results by helping teams implement. And that's really been been my mission of my consulting career is to, you know, I mean, theory is great, but let's face yeah. it, unless you can put theory into practice and make it meaningful in terms of uh, bottom line impact and and, uh, and sustainable, you know, that's, that's what we're there for. So, uh, and I still, you know, even after uh, 25 years in the business, I'm astounded at examples that I've seen of remarkable transformation of people and, and teams that rise to the occasion, deliver expectations that's, that's in the face of big challenges that you wouldn't expect. And uh, we're going to talk about more about that today. Yeah. Well, and I love that you're emphasizing both the bottom line impact of what you're doing and then the people impact and transformation that you've seen all over the uh, world, really, in your work from south africa and europe and north america etc so dave let's jump into the subject at hand you were part of a very successful turnaround at fort mcmurray earlier this year can you tell us about it and how it went and uh, and some of the results and background sure i'd be happy to rick uh so i've been involved with a lot of improvement projects over the past 25 years as you can imagine but yeah but, but this one really went even beyond my expectations in terms of uh not just organizational learning, but but the actual uh, impact on the results. This was a very large heavy oil production facility. It was relatively new. The team had not taken the whole plant down in a turnaround setting before. It was a it was a team that was highly motivated, but very inexperienced in planning and executing a turnaround. Okay. So and they they had very little to go by. They had a few uh, you know random lessons learned from a small turnaround years ago, but those were really just a list of problems. And they really had to. So we had to collectively start from scratch, build a, a robust plan, and also the task from management was to document as a legacy framework for the next turnaround, a complete methodology and a framework for how we plan, prepare, and execute a first-class turnaround. So deliver results, but also document as we're going through. Okay. And that provided the impetus and the commitment towards real-time learning that we were able to embed in the project. 
Okay, and how did it go? I'm pleased to say this team executed safely uh, 10 days ahead of baseline plan. Wow. Yeah, uh, they did a great job on budget uh, with a, a net production impact. That 10 days of production impact virtually covered uh, almost three quarters of the cost of the entire turnaround. And they did it, you know, with no spills. Uh, there was one minor first aid case. Um, and a, a large part of their success was that commitment to learning before, during, and after. Yeah, and I love that they, you're talking about uh, learning even during the planning event. So I'm excited to hear more. So tell us about the after action reviews and real-time lessons learned that you did and, and maybe how many and some context around it. Okay. Well, you know, things really started in that six-month planning phase. Okay. Uh, we had strong client support, as I mentioned, and we were able to embed the concept of real-time learning by actually including, you know, what have we learned as a standing agenda item for daily core team meetings. Those learnings were then vetted and logged, but more importantly, they were posted and communicated publicly throughout the rest of the organization. Uh, let me give, give you an example. Yes, during our, yeah, during our scheduled boardwalks and other senior management visits, it was easy for those senior managers to highlight and recognize and reinforce the learnings because they were posted on the wall as key learning points and the contributors' names were there. So okay. that, that whole process of looking for um, opportunities to uh, capture learnings and then talk about them right up the food chain with senior management, that, was, that was, became self-reinforcing really for this whole team. Uh, maybe, Rick, for those that aren't familiar with boardwalks, I yeah. mean, yeah, that's, that's an integral uh, component to RLG's performance coaching because there are sessions that align and involve the entire organization in a cross-functional effort such as turnarounds. So once the core team members knew that learnings would be discussed at those boardwalks, it, it was, as I say, self-reinforcing to give this the attention it required on a consistent daily basis. What did we learn today? Let's take five minutes out and let's discuss those and make sure that we capture them and log them and then put them into, into a database and close them out. Yeah. No, so uh, really it was, we were delighted. I was amazed that during the planning phase, I think we, we captured about 200 high quality uh, real time learnings, but that was just a prelude to what was to come during the, the execution window where uh, 450 real-time learnings were mined mm. from the entire turnaround organization. And that includes operations, maintenance, project teams, and, uh, and all the contractors. You know, Rick, you got to understand that a turnaround during execution, it is a fast-paced, all-hands-on-deck yes. kind of an environment. I mean, every minute of every day must be value-added. There's just no time for lengthy wash-up meetings. So we knew the only way to gather quality learnings was to engage that frontline real time, right? By distributing those lessons learned cards at key office points, we supplemented uh, uh, that by posters and by educating supervisors in the value of taking a few minutes during the day, because we're not gonna keep you for a half an hour afterwards right. and after action review, but we're gonna ask you to take a few minutes to log those learnings and we'll follow up afterwards and vet them and make sure that they get properly logged. Um, so, you know, we augmented that, that real-time process post-shutdown also by holding after-action reviews. 
with each of the major service providers and, and the functional teams. And that includes everybody. It included administration, security, site logistics. Nobody was left out. Everybody's voice mattered and that culture was noticed and it was highly appreciated, especially by the contractors. And those contractors do several turnarounds every year and they, uh, they really felt a difference. They felt appreciated and listened to. Yeah, no, that's really important, Dave. And everyone always has questions on logistics. So Dave, let's go back to that. How did you, how did it work? Did you hand out cards at the morning meeting? Did you, sounds like you had them at different spots around different offices. Talk to me about the logistics on how it was actually gathered so that, you know, it didn't take a lot of time, but uh, it was actually, you know, valuable content on the card. Yeah, and that's important because, you know, you got to give some some thought up front into, into how you, first of all, design the card. Yeah. So you capture and categorize the information so that you can find it later, right? So, you know, the card design is important. Um, we had them printed up professionally. We had them placed in strategic places around the plant that were easy to access. But it was a daily reminder, a daily yeah. ask of those supervisors and, and to get them to bring some of those learnings to the larger core team meetings where they could talk about, and we could make sure that those things that either went sideways or went really well were captured. So it, it was a it was a constant uh, continual effort, but we made it as easy as possible to capture the vital information that we need to mine from that uh, from that organization. And did you keep the database actually? Was it Excel or, or SharePoint? How did you actually uh, sort and keep it afterwards or now? Yeah, so a really important uh, thing also is when you design the cards, first of all, you got to design the database. You want to be able to sort. You want to be able to sort by multiple uh, factors. So you want to be able to go into, say, show me all the lessons related to maintenance that have to do with planning or the scheduling or, yeah. um, you know, uh, estimating. So you, you got to be able to break that up and you got to design the database. We found that Using Excel is it's kind of the go-to because everybody can use it, everybody has it, and everybody can relatively easily search and find what they need to find and put information in. Uh, you got to be careful about having uh, data that's that's shared and doesn't get corrupted, but you can do that these days using Excel on a SharePoint. And as long as there's one custodian, and that was me, okay. I would go through and make sure that it was vetted every day and it, uh, that it, what was going in was appropriate. Uh, it worked really well. And uh, so, so as part of the legacy framework, there's 650 really high quality learnings right from, right from stage one planning concept, right through preparation and execution and closeout. Well done. Yeah, the other question people always have is, okay, give some specific examples of the quality type lessons captured that actually benefited the current event, not just down the road. Have you got a few you could share? Yeah, there was, I mean, there, there's tons, um, you know, so the operations team, for example, we would, we would have learning focused um, optimization sessions, if you want to call them that, okay. uh, strictly with operations, looking at uh, accomplishing isolations in parallel, for example. So the baseline plan might have had sequential work we were able to find and properly risk assess opportunities to bring work faces, open up work faces sooner for the maintenance and project teams by, by simply giving those operators the opportunity to work through those in, uh, in learning sessions ahead of time and make sure we ca capture the actions and drove them through to, through to completion. 
some of the real big hitters though came from the the contractors that was really exciting okay. getting the contractors in early again learning focused optimization sessions and schedule quality reviews with the learning focus uh innovative approaches to tank cleaning that took six okay. days off the off the critical path and, the, and those were opportunities that would have never surfaced had we not brought those contractors in and given the opportunity to uh, prove what they what they knew worked elsewhere and were able to then convince the operator here that this was a safe and effective and a better, safer way to do the work. And uh, they were delighted because they always want to prove that they can do things faster, safer, better, cheaper. And it worked really well. So it wasn't those even just those big scopes, you know, of uh, isolations and tank cleaning. It was also the support work. I mean, we had uh, scaffolders who were, were coming off plan early on, and we, we knew there was a problem there. We got them into learning sessions, and uh, it became evident that the planning and materials planning and requisi requisition system they were forced to use by the operator was just not working. It was too cumbersome. So okay. they were able to design their own crew-driven materials requisition uh, process that allowed them to regain all of that lost time and they finished their work well ahead of time and they applied some uh, some new uh, key performance indicators that tracked the right um the right progress instead of what they were initially given so there there was you know it's kind of multifaceted right and i guess you know there's some examples but i got to really stress too that organizational learning, it's not just one tool. It's not just yeah. real-time lessons learned. It's not just after-action reviews. It's it's that complete operating rhythm and commitment to excellence. I mentioned boardwalks and key performance measures. Well, you know, you need those working alongside real-time lessons learned, you know, just like a championship football team. They, they can't just focus on their running game and, and ignore their passing game or their special teams or their defense. It's it's the, the whole package of, of excellence. And uh, it was that, that framework that brought focus and involvement, and it was especially important in this cross-functional event, like this big uh, complex turnaround. You know, Dave, you, there's so many nuggets to unpack in what you just said, but I really appreciate you sharing specific examples around isolation and scaffolding and permitting and uh, um, tank cleaning. I think that gives people listening some meaty ideas on where to look and, and even materials planning. Um, I, I love it. I love everything in there. But this last point you just made, I thought was critical because you often hear people say, well, you know, we do employee suggestion boxes as a way to learn. And to your last point, unless it's integrated, visible, used as part of your whole performance improvement system, this will break down really quick. And so uh, thanks for underlining that point. Uh, really appreciate it. So. Um, could you describe the benefit of, how would you articulate the benefit or how would your client articulate the benefit of these learning events? Both, you know, we've already talked about the, the outstanding performance, you know, we've talked about the 650 lessons learned, but mm -hmm. how would you describe the benefit to doing all these learning events? Well, again, you know, we, we mentioned the fact that it's it's an integrated approach and the Making learning important for everybody, it it just adds that involvement and it adds opportunities for recognizing people and reinforcing the right behaviors all the way through, and it motivates people. And uh, there's just no doubt that that widespread involvement 
in the planning and preparation contributed this to this uh, turnaround's uh, success in terms of safety and it being ahead of a baseline plan and on budget. But even more importantly, in this case, I mean, there's a huge investment of time and effort that has been captured. There are 650 learning points from every aspect of uh, uh, and every function involved in this turnaround. And so that's an investment that will now pay dividends for the future as yeah. the next team steps in four years from now. And they're going to be a different cast of characters and uh, they will they will be more uh, uh, much better set up for success than uh, than we were this time around. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks for talking about uh, the benefit and to motivation uh, and morale to the employees. I saw one of your reports and had a list of about 20 comments from different leaders and supervisors and contractors involved and how it impacted them. Can you share maybe one or two of those comments to give people a flavor for uh, what people were saying? Sure. I mean, yeah, we we uh, we try to include, you know, what people are saying and to put some quotes out there in our reports. And I mean, it was very gratifying to hear that uh, the most experienced guy, he was a 35 year uh, uh, shutdown manager that uh, you know, he, he was just hand on his heart. He said, you know, this is, you know, the finest example of a turnaround that's been planned and executed of his 35 year career. Wow. And, uh, the guy didn't give out compliments too easily, <laughs> let me tell you. But, but, but more importantly to me was just, you know, the, the contractors, the people that oftentimes get neglected. And there's a quote here that stuck out to me. He said, uh, at other turnarounds with different operators, we're told to hurry while management pushes and intimidates. Here we have been treated with respect and our experience and opinions really count. Love and it. that that just went such that went such a long way to contributing to the to the success. It was one team. Yeah. And everybody felt a part of it. And they can't wait to go back, I'll tell you. Well done, Dave. I really appreciate you taking the time to articulate the integrated approach to learning and all the tools that you used in Really appreciate you taking the time today, and congrats again on a successful project. Take care. All right, Rick, thank you. We'll talk to you down the road. All right, all the best. Wow, what a great example by Dave on uh, integrated learning. And it's not just about one tool, but it takes the reinforcement of leadership and the whole management system to make your learning organization work, and you can get those kind of results, 650 lessons learned, many of them implemented during the actual event, all of them save for later and such a great uh, outstanding result as well during this event by creating that learning culture in the planning and execution phase so hopefully you've gained some new ideas today by uh, listening to this podcast about how to implement a learning culture in your team or organization uh, rlg has experienced many times at least 30 percent improvement in productivity just from implementing real-time lessons learned and the integrated learning approach but let's start with the basics. Start small. Call your work group together after each week to do some reflection and learning. Capture those learnings and implement one new idea for next week. You can do that starting Monday. It can be that simple. This can apply to any team or environment. Take a page out of the Scrum and Agile revolution. Start implementing a sprint retrospective. The retrospective focuses less on the actual deliverable of the week or month but more on the team dynamic and process used to during your week or monthly meetings. So 
it could be that easy to start just talking about how can we work together better? How did last week go? What can we do to improve? It could be that simple. Hopefully you've got some uh, ideas, uh, structured ideas that you can use or simple ideas that we just talked about of pulling your team together for 30 minutes at the end of each week and learn. Good luck with your implementation. If we can help at all, let us know. This has been another Continuous Improvement for Life podcast with Rick Highland with RLG International. For more information on real-time lessons learned and the integrated learning approach, you can go to the RLG website under the Insights tab and look for CI for Life, and you'll see a whole bunch of information, success stories, and more detailed information specifically on real-time lessons learned. Or with questions or comments, as always, you can email me directly at rickh at rlginternational.com. Thanks so much for spending some of your valuable time with us. Until next time, live a life of sustainable, continuous improvement. Goodbye.